Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What's up, Micah Man? Killing, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. This is your favorite. Um, well, not just yours, Micah, but we're back for episode 116 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, home away, um, short term, long term, you know, real estate rental podcast. Yes, and how, how you feeling, man? How you been? I'm good. I'm really good because we have another special guest with us. Another coming. one. Yeah, another special guest. Gina, I don't want to butcher your last name. So I'm going to let you say the last name. I'm going to say the first name, Gina. Isani. Isani. I knew that for you. Yes. Oh, okay. And PJ Isani. Yeah, and PJ Isani. Yes. Yeah, give it up for the dynamic duo. Hey, guys. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good. Good. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. sweet. So where are y'all located? We are in Nash, Vegas. Nashville. Nashville. Bachelorette <laughs> capital. The hustling capital. Nashville, I hear, is the hottest market out there right now. Okay. How close are you to the Smoky Mountains? Two and a half hours, I think. Sevierville. Yeah. Sevierville. There, that's the one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So those two are the top markets. Actually, I was just reading something the other day that Nashville and uh, Sevierville County are the top two places for uh, 2020, or one of the some of them. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So we're gonna dive into a bunch of things today. It's gonna be a great episode. First, I want to I want to start off with saying, Gina found us on on the uh, <laughs> on the facebook group on the facebook page and she was dogging my audio skills so what's up with that sorry sorry <laughs> you know i was driving i was driving in the rain here in nashville traffic is horrible Sounds like a country song but... yeah and i was my left hand was on the wheel and my right hand was on the volume knob because you guys were at like an 11 and your guest that day was on like a Three and it was driving me nuts. I was like, man, I gotta let these guys know. Gotta let them know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I hit you up. When I pulled over though, no texting and driving. Of course not. I, see, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, I, and I instantly when I saw that message, I was like, no. I was like, I because you know I um, uh, Michael sent me the audio for that to put on the on the podcast on the iTunes podcast, and um, I guess he sent the rough cut and i loaded that one i didn't even like i just checked it out the first few minutes a few few seconds and i loaded it real quick and <laughs> i was headed to work i was late to work and then i was like got and i started listening to it on the way to work I was like, oh crap I, you know it sounds it, yeah. it, you know, like you said and uh but I, he sent me the the you know the edited you know the correct audio and so i was able to put it i told you oh, i'm sorry about that i put it up this evening and you were like <laughs> and you started yeah. talking about yeah the I, I started i started asking about your story and um well, how, did, how did you hear about Live That Thrive, first of all? How did you hear about us? You know, I was trying to think of that today. I don't know. Probably. I Googled it. <laughs> no. Well, he Googled it after. I'm talking about <laughs> this. Yes. Um, I can't, just people in the SCR community here, you know, we all talk, so. Sweet. Yeah, well, you came up? You came up. Yeah. It was oh, but first page. First page. First page. Nice. Good, good. <laughs> oh, but y'all are actually... The third guest from Nashville we've interviewed. Oh, really? Nice. Really? Yeah, oh. Third guest. So I know it's booming out there because we've had one guest. They like, matter of fact, have you guys listened to Bigger Pockets? Oh, yeah. Avery okay. Carl? 
Andrew yeah. Carlin, I'm not familiar. She was on about a couple weeks ago talking about short-term rentals. Her husband was on our podcast. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, Nashville. I know it's a hot spot out there. It is. So, I even think Brian's trying to uh, come and buy some rentals out here now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might be coming out there soon. <laughs> how many, so how many units do you guys operate? Well, uh, from a property management perspective, we're operating five, and I've got about 12 that we're about to take on. Yes, um, and I think Gina will talk from the yeah. other side of the business. And as far as the cleaning and maintenance, um, we're at about 50 properties. Some are, yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. Some of them have more occupancy than others, so we're not doing like 50 a week all the time, but um, client base is right around 50 properties. So I'm assuming you guys have your own uh, cleaning company. That we do. And the property management. Two different LLCs. Two different LLCs. Plug like the name of it. 1220homeservices.com. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, if you're in Nashville area, you know how to get your properties clean. Yes. So 1220, how did you come up with that? That is our wedding date. Oh, nice. December 20th. Yes. That's my so. sister's birthday. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... <laughs> Got a little significance there. Always keep you grounded, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a nice. good one. That's a good idea. I never Thank thought that was, that's a, that was creative. I like that. Well, See, I got married on 420, so I could use oh, that. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be. It'd be a great one to get married on, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got married on 11, 12, 13. <laughs> ah, that's dope. <laughs> so, that is awesome. Like, so I want I, I want to know about the biz, their business model real quick. Yeah, explain y'all's business model. How do I mean? Because y'all do the you, the setups and and the cleanings mostly, right? You do the setups and cleanings and maintaining them. So um, yeah, go. How did y'all get into that specifically instead of just you know buying one and doing your own at first? Right. So um, we have two different companies. You know, he he runs Asani Properties and Iron Twelve Twenty for sure. So like that's you know from a home perspective that's where we're at now as far as the you know cleaning and maintenance we do a lot of setups but most of the time we come in in the point where um you know the owners or the managers uh, they need a cleaning company and then we get the phone call we're on a referral basis only right now um but yeah i mean our specialty is quick turn so you know we're going in we're doing the laundry uh you know running the dishwashers we're um you know making the beds, all that good stuff. But I think what separates us from the rest is that we also carry DeWalt tool bags. So if there's repairs and things that need to be made before check-in, that's what we do. You know, we're up here putting up a curtain rod or, you know, fixing the bottom of a, you know, dining, dining room table or, um, you know, things like that. Toilets, Lord have mercy. Yes. <laughs> toilets. Bless them. Um, yeah, I mean, so basically on the on the day to day, that's what we're doing between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. We're clean and, houses. And how big is your team to get all that done? Nine people. Nine people. Wow. Yeah. So how, on average, like how many? Like on a weekend? I know your biggest checkout day is probably like on a Sunday. How many cleaners do you Sunday, get? Sunday. Um, let's see. This past weekend, I think Monday we were at 23 units. And you that's handled that with nine people. They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yes. Time management is key. Time management, you know, knowing what needs to get done. Yeah. We really just need to get the homes back into, um, you know, check in ready. Sure. But you know what they look like in the pictures, what the guests 
see in the pictures. That's our goal at the end of the day. And I think, you know, to, to add to Gina, she keeps them already really clean in this, you know, the standard that she set. And so generally most of the people leave them fairly clean. It's usually the bigger parties that might, you know, um, need a little bit more time in that cleaning process, but also the process and the, uh, I don't know how you want to call it the, the, not the our little system that yeah, we have. System. Yeah. You know, everybody does the same exact things in the same order. So that makes it a lot easier. There's a lot of tricks to the trade, you know, um, and a lot of things that we ask of the homeowners up front or the manager, the property managers. Like, you know, you've got to have the microfiber sheets, um, you know, you got to have stain remover and bleach on hand. Like, these things are key, you know. Oh, so you've, you've negotiated for them to have that on deck. Absolutely. This is your investment. We're running your investment while you sit in California. Right. And we're cool with that, but you got to meet us halfway. We got to make sure we leave some cleaning supplies out for the guests so they can clean up after themselves. These are our people. You know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> I go to Airbnb, I'm going to clean up after myself. That's just who I am. And most people in sharing economy are happy to treat your home like theirs when they are on vacation so we like to encourage that you know everything from brooms and mops to uh, you know spray bottles under the sink I mean we even go as far as for those glass shower doors having a squeegee inside of the um, inside of the shower for guests to use suggestively suggestively <laughs> Man, yeah. I like that business so, so what what kind of markup can you do or how, you know how much more can you charge because y'all do the maintenance as well it's included. It's included. It, a flat now, fee. I'm yeah, I'm talking about you keep, you know, your filters and your batteries and your bulbs in stock so we can so we can do that. So I'm not calling the property manager, hey, you know, the, uh -huh. the, the sink is clogged or, you know, little things like that or the toilet seat's rocking. You need to come fix it. I'll get a dime out of my pocket and twist the bottom. Like, this is not rocking. Okay. Okay. So small maintenance, small maintenance, not yeah. just nothing crazy. But if no. there's call-outs, you know, there is, there is a charge for sure. Yeah. Okay. And how much is your percent percentage? What do you mean? Like your uh, management percentage. How much are you charging for management? Oh, so that's my slide. Yep, that's 18%. 18% and you do all that? Yeah. Well, so, so now, keep in mind, there's, we're siloed. So right. he does the property, you know, he's doing the, you know, the, the guest communication, the booking, all the algorithms and things like that on the back end. Um, he's a tech guy more or less right. <laughs> and smart home and all that stuff. That's his gig. Um, but me and my team, we're boots on the ground. Right. So on site and I do all the, the rest of it basically in the management. So what systems are you using, uh, PJ to handle all of that, to handle all the messaging and all that? Sure. So one of my favorite ones, I think for every, especially new, uh, user of Airbnb trying to automate things is smart BNB. Yes. Great. Great. Yeah. Great, and it's continued to expand its offering, which I've really liked. Um, so, so Smart BNB is definitely one we use Hostfully. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hostfully. That's a mm -hmm. property management system, but it also has a guest book component. That's what they're known for. Right, is the guest book component. And they bought out a, a company called Orbi Rental um, at one point. They bought Orbi. Yeah, so they bought Orbi. They've, they've melded that with their um, guest book kind of systems. But what I liked about theirs too is the amount of integrations. They do a lot of third party rather than trying to give you their own. Um, uh, also, what was it? The virtual concierge, which is something that I'm quite a big fan of. Um, using our Alexa and our smart home to interact with the guests. Uh, so virtual concierge, something I'd use. Um, QuickBooks, 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it integrates, you know, and to make our lives easier, that's that's a big part of it. Integration. Avalara. Automation. Avalara for our tax compliance. That's a good one, especially in Nashville. We have a lot of taxes. Yes. Really. See, and, and this is my question. See how you, you have everything systematized to where you pretty much, like, what does your average day look like, PJ? If you got all those systems in place, what's your average day look like? So reviewing the bookings for the day or the cleans and so on, making sure that she has all of her information. I have my check-ins and check-outs, making sure all the um, pricing is the most important. I'm, I'm, I constantly check my pricing every morning. Um, we use Price Labs for that. We have used Wheelhouse in the past and uh, Beyond Pricing. Um, they all have their advantages. Um, and Price Labs is kind of what I've been playing with for the last six months. Um, and so we do the pricing. Um, I like to go and check all of our smart uh, home hubs and make sure that they're all connected through through the uh, computer. Uh, make sure that the lock codes are correct mm-hmm. or they've been deleted from the last person. Because so I have that automated as well. Yeah. Um, and... Um, yeah, so, that, so that'll do that part. And then we're kind of checking on, you know, Gina and her team, how the supplies are looking and what she sees we need to go and do if there's been gaps between, um, you know, visitors. Days, and, right. Three yeah. days or more, we go QC a unit. Right. Or just Y'all. surprise QC. Y'all are a damn power couple. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love this stuff, you know. This so, is- so is this y'all's full-time gig? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah. more, no more nine to five jobs. No. We left those after the baby was born. Yeah. That's the dream right there. It is. It is. We're very fortunate. We're very blessed for it. Yeah, we that just made awesome. a leap. Like, we didn't even mean to get an Airbnb, honestly. Like, we've stayed in them all over the world. Love it. Love it. But um, PJ, at his nine to five, he found a side route one day to avoid traffic. And he came upon this duplex that we're sitting in right now um, that was for sale. And he's like, babe, you got to come see this. Yeah. It's for sale by owner, you know, sign in the window. The guy was on a ladder, like painting. And um, so he just pulled up on him and was like, so <laughs> this is really for sale and kind of yeah. got a you know relationship going with the guy. And, I hemmed and hawed over it. Oh, we have our perfect dream house right now. We're good. You know, we, we've got our, you know, we were, uh, it was just the two of us at the time. And, um, you know, I thought that and I was listening to another episode and you said something to the effect of like, don't get in love with your house. I was in love with our house that we were in. Right. So I was like, I'm going to take such a cut on our kitchen and I'm not going to have as nice of a bathroom and all these things. But now we're house hacking because we were like, okay, well, what's the rent going to be next door? Because, of course, we want it to be an investment property. So, like, the market rent was like $900, $1,100 for a one-bedroom, one-bath by the airport. We're right next to uh, B&A Airport. So, um, it's funny. The last people that came and viewed our unit for a long-term rental, they ended up being Airbnb hosts. I think they were yeah, trying to arbitra- arbitrage us. I think they were. But anyway, we were like, whoa, there's a market for Airbnb, you know, here in Nashville. We had no idea. Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. That kind of sealed the deal for us, I think, when they came over and then they showed us that they were kind of professional about it. It was like, okay. so you guys. I had to talk them into it. I really had to talk them into it. I I was, you know, I was a little bit averse to the risk at front, you know, up front because now we're going to have two mortgages. But now we haven't paid a mortgage since we pretty much started the Airbnb on both houses. Yep, November 2016. 
Just so, when we got started. Very fortunate. Ooh, no wonder y'all traveling the world. Keep going. <laughs> we were before all of this, but not now with two babies at home. So really, see, I'm I'm in the same process. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about selling or moving out and getting some something, something else. If I can find a duplex, I'll know. If I can find a three two. I'm on it. I hey. love that. <laughs> I love right. it. Yeah. You have a lot so, of friends. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no no! I was, I was, that was fun. That's that funny how it works because you had to convince her to get the duplex, and then she took it a step further, convinced you to Airbnb. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's so cool, man. That's that's, yeah. that's some synergy right there. Yeah. Uh, and you were saying about some friends. Yeah, so we uh, we've also noticed too in Nashville, a lot of people are trying to do the same thing or convert places to duplexes, and we're finding that people are kind of converting like three twos that might have a garage because there's a lot of basements here and turning them into the granny flat, not necessarily being a duplex officially, but are renting out that little one bedroom or two bedroom downstairs. Right. You see a lot of that. And that has to do with the permitting too. People want to do it. They want to do it in their house. You have to get an owner occupied permit as well here. Permitting right now in Nashville is crazy. The laws change monthly. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, may as well change monthly. (laughs) crazy wow. so so what are your what are the short-term mental regulations there are you allowed to do it if you're off-site how, how does it work sure so i do a lot of the permitting for a lot of our clients as well and that's one of the services we offer um so at the moment there's non-owner occupied and owner occupied for owner occupied there's no real stipulation apart from you have to have your driver's license and certain pieces of mail showing up at the address that you're getting the permit that's the, I mean, there's no technical, you need to be there for X amount of days yet. However, they're trying to change that. That's been a new law that they've kind of tried to pass through or they're trying to, to see if it's going to get support. Um, and they're also trying to pass through at the moment, um, how far away from a school or church, church or different kinds of places like that. You're allowed to have these, even if you're in a commercial zone mm. and they're really trying to avoid residential zones. Whereas at the moment, you can get residential zones, um, and then they recently changed that to residential with 20 plus, you know, units per per acre, or whatever it is that zoning, and and so it's kind of it's changing, like she said, a lot. Um, for 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 an owner occupied though, you just need to have your driver's license and reside there, like we do for the most part. Yeah, pass fire marshal inspection, and yes, of course. Yeah. Hmm. So real quick, I'm gonna go back to 2016. Y'all started this, right? Mm-hmm. And when when were you making like enough money to just hey let's just do this full time and, and and quit your jobs? Twenty eighteen. So in two years of doing it, you were able to quit your jobs and just support yourself on the Airbnb and you know uh, the yeah the business that y'all set up. Yeah, and it was really when we kind of you know networked with a couple of uh, real estate agents that are actually in the short term rental. But they, you know we just chatted and they kind of saw what we were up to and then they you know asked Gina, um, you know hey. Do, you said you have some friends and you do some cleaning. Would you like to try this? And Hey, you guys do an Airbnb management. Would you get this guy's permit for us? And then, you know, yeah. and it just kind of grew and from corporate there. Corporate rentals too. Corporate rentals. That was one thing that, um, that we help people with that couldn't get their permit because of the zoning. Um, so, or the HOA. Uh, so yeah, that was another thing is the travel nurses. Now you guys have heard a lot about that. The travel oh, nurses. Yeah are in nashville yeah i was gonna ask how's that market out there is there a good market for it it's pretty good good. although it's funny because there's this conversion going on for people that are not able to keep their permits because things are changing um or they just don't want to be in the gray area um 
yeah, they've gone, but they're not getting, you know, it's funny because the rental market here is so high. Like rent is stupid high, stupid high, but they're going from being an Airbnb host to then being a short term, basically landlord, 13 week contracts. So those, you have to kind of, you, you've got, you know, the nurses over here saying, Hey, I only want to pay $700 a month for your two bedroom. And then you've got the owner over here. That's like, I need at least two grand, you know, it's fully furnished. There's a backyard. So there's this, you know, um, I guess gap there. So you really just have to just play the game. You know, this is what you're getting. You can bring a friend if you want to bring your dogs, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's here. It is, so, but I think a lot of people are, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. A lot of people are getting sticker shock. When they come to Nashville, they're thinking it's going to be less expensive, and then they see what the housing prices have jumped to or the rental prices, and they're almost on par with places like L.A. or New York. Our, our hotels are more expensive than wow. L.A. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, and, you, and you alluded to it earlier that y'all set up places for people out of California. We do have, yeah, we do have out-of-state owners that we work with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do how do they how do they, okay? Let's say I'm, I'm okay. I'm from Calumton, Texas. I'm hit you up. Okay, I need okay. I found a hey, I found this cool house. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna pay like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for it. And uh, good luck. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try three seventy five, and then we'll talk. <laughs> I found a shack for two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so three seventy five, and um, it's what is it a three two? Really, seriously? Like, God, maybe no. It's in Nashville. You're probably looking about a three two two and a half, three and a half that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I find you guys. I don't know. You said word of mouth, mm-hmm. and um, hey, um, how much? Okay, walk me through the process. How, I, I'd like you. I'd love for y'all to set it up for me. So um, how much is it going to cost me? What are we? You know, how much is the furniture? Yes, set up your process. How you how you get all this done for somebody. He'll do the front end. Yeah, so, you know, I think we come and meet with you, first of all, kind of once you're going through the closing process and start to speak with you a little bit about what we can offer you. We kind of give you a sheet of all the different services because we are kind of a la carte. We understand that everybody's um, involvement is different and what they want to be involved in in terms. Some are completely hands-off. Some are really hands-on. Some are a little bit of both. So once we kind of uh, sussed out what you want in terms of, you know, the services and your level of uh, involvement, we think it was you after the closing and we start creating a plan and a project, you know, um, are you going to be sourcing some of the, uh, if you're going to go live as an example, we're going to do your go live service. Um, we go through the design process. This is where Gina kind of comes in and, and I am not a designer though. be honest. Like (laughs) what I do is I'm very, I try to keep them very business minded because it's really easy, you know, for the wife or the sister to come in and say, this is beautiful. We need to have this. We need to have all this glass and mirrors. And I'm like, hold on. There's best practices here. This is a rental. Rule number one of short-term rentals is don't get in love with your rental. So, <laughs> cause if those things break, you're going to be very upset. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, we, we encourage them to have some say in their experience cause that's really what this home is. It's going to be an experience. Um, but kind of leading them in the right direction. Right. You know, and, and, and having stuff that's going to be uh, form and function. Mm-hmm. And so once we kind of go through that, through that stage, um, stage, I'll start setting them up on the back end of 
what type of listings they want, what type of platforms are they willing to go onto. I also do uh, use AirDNA to kind of give them a rough um, idea and a report of what they could be getting. We don't, we're not a crystal ball. We don't, you know, we're not going to tell you this is exactly what you're going to get, but we kind of give you a guide. And um, from that point, we start to understand what your goals are, you know, as, as an owner, what are you looking to get out of it? What's your return on investment look like? And, um, and always have kind of, a pro forma. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of go from there and figure out how that's going to work for you. Um, from that stage, you know, as we start going through, um, the process of buying all the, the furniture, sourcing all of that, um, the assembling and so on. Um, that's when we get out our handy dandy tool bags. Absolutely. So that's when our team really comes in and shines. We're mounting TVs and, you know, hanging art and assembling those blasted platform beds, getting in all those heavy foam mattresses and placing all that together, putting the kitchen together, you know, that's, Right. That's what we'll come in and do and get it cleaned up for photography. Yep. And so we also use our own in-house photographer, um, her brother-in-law actually, and he's done a lot of real estate shoots for us. Um, and we also now offers, we found a lot of people want to have the ability, let's say that we decide to go separate ways or they want to do something else to either purchase the listing and all of the background or sorry, the, so we normally host, um, all of their information and that's under ours because that's our under our account under our account. and it's uh, since we're the property management business we um, it's our it's our intellectual property as well because you're using our status superhost status and so on we have found that other people are happy to uh, pay a little bit more but have that um, have the ownership, have of, the ownership of, of it yeah yeah so that's 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 a it's kind of a new thing for us because um, we didn't really, I guess we didn't really know it was a thing, you know, that people wanted to have that out, if you will, um, and versus like having to rebuild your listing and your platforms and, and all of that, um, you know, to have that ownership. So yeah, definitely been learned as, uh, yeah, learned as you grow. Learned that, I guess in the last four or five months. Yes. So have you guys run into issues where a lot of owners are saying, are going out on their own saying, Hey, I want to do it myself or, you know what? Yes, there's a, I work with probably 40% owners, like self-owners that do it. They, they are, you know, they have their own Airbnb account and they really just only want cleaners. And, you know, I'll let them know sometimes we, you know, we pick up management accounts. You know, they know that PJ is a property manager. Um, but I encourage it because, like, if, they, if that's what they want to do, I'm not going to try to sell them on it. I'm not because I'm a big advocate for them learning the platform and, you know, knowing how to communicate guests, what to say, what not to say, have your own business voice, if you will, um, deal with the situations, know how to use the resolution center, know how Airbnb works, learn the pricing, what happens if fill in the blank, figure it out. So when it's, if, if, when you scale, if that owner wants to scale or they want to do other things, you know, in the Airbnb community, they have that knowledge and they can speak to a property manager intelligently and they they have less of a chance of being gotten over on by a shady property manager. Cause you never know, you know, there's the good and there's the bad, but they can talk the talk. And I think that's very important to encourage that. Yes. It definitely makes uh, you know, our conversations from a property management perspective easier. Yeah. They understand what we're talking about. They're not completely in the dark. Right. So, so like, let's, let's say they go out on their own, right? 
is and then you because it sounds like you guys do a good job of keeping that relationship good with them. Have they ever 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 have you ever run a situation where they actually bring you repeat business? Say, hey, Asana used to manage for me, and you guys get another property to replace theirs, or absolutely, that's yes. pretty much been how all of our businesses. Yeah, We've never we're absolutely blessed and, with that. Yeah, yeah, we've never gone out and advertised or anything like that. See, I think that's like a huge selling point what you just told me because not only you say, oh, you know, pay me this much and I'll run it for you. You don't have to worry. You never look at it, whatever. But you're saying, no, you want them to be a part of it. You want them to learn it and eventually do it themselves if they can, Mm -hmm. if they want to. And then, yeah, I mean, shoot, I'd go for that in a heartbeat. Man, I trust these guys. They're, they 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 want me to be so good at this that I can do it myself, that I won't even right. need them. I mean, well, who, what business does that? They, every business seems to, to want you to be, to want to be chained to that person, you know, forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But y'all are like, y'all want to, y'all actually teach them and, and, and get them going themselves. And of course, I'll throw everybody out. These Absolutely. people right there. And it's funny. There's enough, yeah, there's enough to go around, though, you know? It's an abundance mentality. I'm happy. I love that. I love that. Because like at my job, like we were in the middle of hiring different contractors and the contractor we went with was the one who's willing to teach you the platform. And that's exactly what y'all are doing. Y'all going to get, keep getting repeat customers off doing that. Right. We don't hide the tools. We don't hide the screwdriver. No. That and all the other tools too. I want you to be involved. I want you to understand it. Plus you'll make more money that way because the people that even if you show them the tools, they want their handheld, they'll pay. Yeah. That's yep. what the big money is. Yeah. See, what we're really trying to do is hire them later. We're going to train <laughs> them up, and then we're going to hire them. Yeah. <laughs> <Very good>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think, your background, too. You know, Jeanette's corporate world. She was uh, in staffing for a long time, a director at one of the companies there. And I come from an IT and healthcare background, so. Natural progression. Yeah. So, okay, so what are your plans for expansion? Are you guys going to do arbitrage, buy more, or just looking for more man- properties to manage? Uh, we have uh, one that we're closing on, a new one here, um, a new build on April 1st in Nashville in a really hot and up-and-coming area. Um, so looking forward to that, closing that. Um, I think definitely buying some more while we can um, and just growing with other people as well. So uh, I've recently, uh, we've, we've both recently kind of met a, a couple of um, investment companies that are wanting to grow and they don't have the, the people on the ground here. And like you said, we're educators. We want to grow with them and vice versa. So we're kind of looking to grow with people like that. Right. I'm interested in rental arbitrage. I want to, I'm learning a little bit more about that. <laughs> one of my clients, one of my clients has 10 units. And that's all they do is rental arbitrage. Around the country. Nashville doesn't really do a lot of that. So people that rental arbitrage, they come to you as well? No. One, I was saying, sorry, one of my cleaning contracts is with oh, a, okay. a, um, a company that that's all they do is rental arbitrage across the U.S. It's oh. fascinating. But we did actually have somebody uh, message us this past week about rental arbitrage or moving from another city trying to invest in Nashville, and that's all they do. Yeah. And they want 15 units here. It's so. not a thing in Nashville like it is. You guys talk about a lot about our rental arbitrage. But it's not a really a thing in Nashville. Or maybe we just don't hear about it as much. It's it's tough because of the market. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. rent's expensive. So, you know, these these you know, these um apartment buildings, they're getting what they want for it because it's scarce. Right. They're get, they're like, Okay, maybe you know, why do I wanna take this risk, you know, with a Airbnb and, you know, tick off the rest of the neighbors when I'm getting what I want for it. 
Yeah. I'm not willing to make that risk. So, yeah. you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't talked to the right people, but I just, I don't see it a whole lot. Yeah. The thing about it, it's just rental arbitrage. It's a pure cash play, but it, you get it so fast off doing it. It's crazy. Right. That's what I'm hearing. And I, I think one of the, one of the, you know, points that Gina was making too, is it's the amount of money that, that people are, I guess, um, having to outlay versus how much they're going to get back once all the costs, you know, are accounted for and expenses isn't as much as you might make in other cities. And I just, I don't know. I don't think the, unless you're buying or renting, sorry, arbitraging 10 units, 15 units, a whole building. Yeah. That, that's a bit different. And yeah. I think some of the larger companies are trying that, but. Sonder, Lyric. Yeah. Yep. There you go. They haven't oversaturated your market yet, have they? Who do we have here? So we have Saunder, um, Stay Alfred. Um, Airbnb actually has their own hotel uh, slash apartments. That crazy? Whoa, <laughs> where, what's it called? Um, what is the name of it now? Sorry, you're gonna make me go and Google that. We'll um, have to put that in the show notes. It's a, it's a whole downtown, um, yeah. They, I'm not writing this down, they what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so they let you live in it and you can Airbnb it out. Oh, beautiful. Hold on, wait a minute. They're, they're advertising you can live in it and Airbnb it out? That's their whole, that's the whole concept behind it. Is that this for people that kind of travel a lot or they work in Nashville a little bit and they don't, but they want to have somewhere and they want to make some money off of it too. Oh, well, I'm about to come tell them I work in Nashville. Hey. <laughs> Yo, hold up. <laughs> I just got a part-time gig. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Nido. N-I-I-D-O. Nido. N-I-I-D-O. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's cool. That's dope. A uh, question, question for Gina. Yes. Have you have you put your cleaning service on turnover BNB? Uh yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We were kind of forced to at first. One of our contracts was like, "Hey, we only do business through to your turnover BNB, and that's how we're going to pay you, and that's how we're going to send you the schedule." And I'm like, "Okay, I like the schedule, and I like to get paid, so let's do this." <laughs> so, have you got a ton um, of business from them? Actually, we have gotten quite a few accounts from them. I like it. You know, it's good. It's a great platform. Um, so, yeah, it's worked for us. Okay. If you got any suggestions, we know the CEO. He was on the show. so just I, know. <laughs> I know. I knew this conversation would come up. I knew it would. <laughs> I dropped something. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I would just say for any cleaning company or any contractor that's, you know, looking to use Turnover BNB, um, ask the right questions first. You know, know it, no, but think about what your experience is with your other cleaning contracts and just vet these people out because not everyone is going to be worth your time, you know, and, um, you know, they have to make, you both have to make the commitment. One thing that I say in my message is, um, you know, here's a preliminary quote, um, you know, based on what I'm, what you're telling me, um, but your final quote will come as we do a walkthrough but I can't get, I can't give or get your contact information until you accept my offer. So I'll say this in writing, uh, you know, it's, there's no obligation, but that's the only way. That's smart. Yeah. So say those things and have that script prepared because it, you know, it it uses the same script every time. So it's, it's very easy to put your little, you know, elevator pitch um, and uh, you know, your disclaimer for what it is. Yeah, because I'm sure some people hit you up. Oh, it's a little bitty 1,500 square foot house. You probably <laughs> get it done in no time. 
Yeah, that's what they think. They're all the same too. That's the, it's so funny. Everybody has had that same like template, like welcome message or like, this is what I'm looking for message. Um, yeah. So, but you're right to your point too. not every short term rental. That's a, you know, two bedroom, two bath is created equal. Some are furnished more than others. Some have more hospitality than others. Some are two bedroom, three stories. Some have 18 bunk beds in them. It's what? not the same. They're not the same. Sure. I'm serious. Wow. They do heads and beds in Nashville like crazy. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it, they're not all the same. So there's no, we don't have standard pricing. We don't, I've got to put my eyes on it and I have to put myself in, you know, our cleaners shoes. Like how much time is this really going to take them? You know, how many stairs are there? What kind of mattresses do they have? What kind of sheet sets are they going with? What kind of, you know, bed tucking do they prefer? There's, there's so much to it, you know, and what kind of supplies do they have that they set out for the guests? You know, where is their supply closet located? Does it make sense to have it located there? Am I going to have to ask the owner to move it? So there's a lot, a lot that goes into our pricing. So when are you guys coming to Texas? Let's go. They're worldwide. They said worldwide. <laughs> I will work anywhere that my kids can come to. Right. We all got to be kid friendly. Whereabouts you guys based again? We are in the DFW area. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, um, there quite a few times DJing. Um, is it Deep Ellum? Oh, yeah. Were you at Deep the Ellum. Gas Monkey or something? And, and uh, so I have to have a look at the places. The bomb Factory, maybe? Some, somewhere yeah. around Deep Ellum. Some of those places up on there. There's another wall on a corner that had a lot of uh, street art. Uh, down That's the, definitely the what was that truck yard? I love that place. Oh yeah, that we was cool. The truck yard, a uh, place to eat. It was like a outdoor, outdoor. Um, where it looked like a junkyard, but it was actually created to be a uh, place to eat and drink. drink beer and garden. That. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, oh, definitely nice. talking about Deep Ellum. Yeah. yeah. Deep Ellum. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. So, so y'all y'all could travel to other spots and set up houses. We can. We haven't yet. We've been offered that, but I think just with the kids right now, um, you know, we're just kind of getting everything together in terms of uh, staying locally and just maintaining what we have for now. Right. Because um, when we set up the units, you have to set up the team too. Right. You know, like I'm sure there's plenty of teams in other markets. You know, like one of them has been Florida that we've looked at. Um, but yeah, you've got to know people there. You can't just, you know, up and you know, throw a house together and then put it up on Airbnb and expect it to, you know, just, just go, you know, look on turnover B&B or whatever and, you know, hire somebody. It's, right. it's a process because they've got to know our system. It's very important for me, you know, for people, if I, if we're going to be, if our company supports um, what Asani Properties does, it has to be full circle. I believe because our system we know works here. We've tried to break it. It doesn't break. We've tried. So, and that was the point of our first startup year. So, um, so yeah, we're not ready to hit other markets yet. Y'all, y'all cool with going over a little, some numbers with me? Uh, sure. Okay. All right. So, so back to the scenario I mentioned earlier about, okay, I got some money. I'm, I'm a rich Californian. I want to buy a place over there. <laughs> like a, a three, two, what? 2000 square foot. Is that normal over there? Or how big, how big? Yeah, sounds about right. Three, two, two, three, two, one, whatever, whatever what y'all called it. Um, so I guess y'all got to go to see the house. And 
let's just say like a typical job. How much, how much does it, does it cost y'all to, to furnish the place? Where do y'all get the furniture from and how much do you charge on top of that for, for doing all the work? So we kind of have a, a, a flat fee based on the amount of bedrooms and usually for a three, two, uh, 2000 square foot, I'm going to say about $5,000. Um, and then we add another thousand for the, if you're going to own the listing yourself after all of our putting it together for you, um, you, the only things that you might pay on top of that, depending on the level of photography you want. Um, but sometimes we cover that as well. Again, it really depends on what, what other services that we're going to be doing. Yeah. That's you. a hard ask because, um, because everybody is different. Like we've okay. had to really, you know, kind of cater the pricing as far as the upfront stuff that, you know, that he does, the go live service. Um, it's really been catered because again, some people want to be more involved than others. Okay. For just, okay. Let's say I, I I've done Airbnb for a while. I kind of, I kind of know how to run it and stuff. So mm -hmm. I just need, I need you, I need you to set up a place for me. And so it's usually for, for a place like that, usually about 5,000 bucks for the cost of the furniture. So, so that's not the cost of the furniture. That's just, oh, okay. that's just our okay. services. And I apologize. I should have been more clear with that. Right. Um, for a three bedroom, you know, I think we're running between, depending on the level of, of, of furniture and quality that you want. Um, some places prefer nicer furniture. Like we're in a million dollar place at the moment, setting up stuff very high end. They probably spent 30 or $40,000 on furniture. We're, I think our average is about 10 to 15 is we can get away with nice, nice stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, we usually use a list now that we've kind of curated over the years on Amazon. And I mean, we use project 62, we use Ashley signature furniture, um, a couple of the local like uh, Southeastern salvage places like that, you know, that we kind of have a Nashville furniture co. I'm going to plug them real quick. They're amazing people. Nashville furniture. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So let's just say minimum 15,000 or so to get up and running, which is three, two. That's pretty good. Um, what do you tell them, me, Steve, the rich Californian, Hey, what's, if he asks, Hey, what's my ROI going to be on that? I mean, again, it's looking at the pro forma and, and seeing what, 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 you know, again, it's going to depend on where you are. I, we try not to, I'd rather shoot under and make more for them. Um, I, I'd like to say at least eight or 9% would be, would be fair, but it's getting so tight right now. I mean, there's places that, Everybody wants to buy an Airbnb here. They're going for six or seven hundred thousand dollars for two bedroom or three bedroom townhouses, and they're selling out in record time. Yes. And so now the margins have shrunk so much that if you're doing a one bedroom and you're paying above three or four hundred, it's really tough to have a management company unless you have multiple. You know, so are the Californians coming down there? There is. They are in droves. They love us Nashvilleians. Yeah. Yeah, the Californians are coming here tough, man. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Look at how much the house prices are over there that they get. You know, if they've had it for a while, they're doing all right. Yeah, I think I'm about to be selling here in a minute. Yeah, man. <laughs> Californians, man. So, so uh, real quick, I mean, I just, uh, I ask, you know, I ask selfish questions because I'm trying to set up Airbnbs myself and arbitrage and stuff like that. Sure. So, um, and, and, but the thing is I've been spoiled in a way, I've been spoiled and I've, and the Airbnbs I have done, it's been, I just, hand-me-down grandma's sofa kind of thing you know and i just okay, i just too. and i've done pretty good on just that stuff but i want to bring my game to the next level and right. okay some some i guess some furniture do furniture do's and don'ts because i see like well look do y'all have rooms to go up there mm -hmm. we do 
okay. I was like, man, I'll like, get a room. I can get like, you know, four bedroom or three bedrooms and a living room. I can get it 5,000 bucks and just put it on a card, lay, you know, yeah, and, absolutely. but I don't know how good their furniture is or if it's good for an Airbnb, are people going to break it? You know, I, I mean, some, give us some tips, some furniture tips, please. So going back to what you said, actually, you know, hand me downs and stuff like that. Our first Airbnb, because we wanted to be oh, cost effective is we actually ended up going to court furniture. Court Furniture is a corporate uh, rental place for furniture, and they do whole houses. And we went and got some of their, um, I guess they were rotating out the, the furniture, and they were all good quality. And so I think we spent, how much did we $1,500 for, the for whole, three rooms. Yeah, it was awesome. Living room, dining room, bedroom. Art, lamps. Art, lamps, yeah. Everything. All that side table stuff, yeah. Wow. So you can, you know, I think it really comes down to, what you want and if you're yeah. ready to do it on a budget absolutely go and look for uh, corporate furniture places rentals and- if you can find there's there are some companies they're everywhere really but they're they're just kind of like you got to know somebody to know somebody there are uh liquidation companies out there that will go into like the marriott's and like for here the um Arpeland hotel and they will just buy up everything that they're getting ready to get rid of and put in the dumpster and they'll just buy it out bulk yeah. And they go and get like 10,000 square warehouses. I mean, huge warehouses. Um, and then they just, you know, they know people like us and they put, them on, put us on a list and Hey, here's, what we got or they'll auction it off. They'll put it online and like, you can find some, some cool stuff in there. Really like quality. not, yeah, real quality. Cause it's, it's Marriott. Yo. And I, I tell people like the stuff that is in hotels, some of that stuff is very valuable. Like, those uh, plug-ins on the lamps, those uh, backboard, headboard plug-ins, all that stuff. Because, man, I learned that from our past guests. Kim and Ann are real, real big on doing that. Yeah. Those, yeah. Go and get all that stuff from old hotel. Man, that's yeah. a very good plug. If you Anybody who's listening, if you can find out who in your area is doing that, that is like a good plug they just gave you right there. Yeah, Hit us up on the website. Especially in some of the newer markets. We'll you know. all, all the hotels are wanting to refresh themselves for all this new mm-hmm. yeah. tourism. So it might not be as old as you think. And so you're yep. going to get some really quality stuff. Yep. High-end quality. Yeah. Nice. I dig it. I dig it. And um, so so I guess I – guess, um, because I, I hear too that people get get, uh, get you know used to do stuff like that or, or you know Facebook Marketplace and, and they said but they just can't they can't scale by doing that stuff they can't just sit there and take like weeks to find everything at a discounted price so is there tips of I mean y'all's go to like you know how you know I'm gonna set it up for this price I'm gonna just hit up this these two stores and get everything I need and up and running right away yeah uh, you know that kind of comes back to I think the Amazon list that we've curated over the over Amazon. the years because um, some of those are also from third party sellers whether it be Project 62 through Target or be Ashley Furniture or whatever. We kind of have that list. Um, and I have to say, to be honest with you, we've been in million dollar places that use Amazon Basics uh, plates and bowls and stuff. And, you know, they're just as quality as some of the ones that they're spending more money on. Um, right. Yeah, I think I think Amazon's um, products are good as far as, as furniture, the Zenus, the, the Zenus beds, platform beds. They're good. Um, and then what is the Tuft and Needle mattresses? Yep. The Vendor Box. Um, those are really good. Uh, let's see what else. 
Yeah. <laughs> those are those are good ones. It's just it's just Amazon. Like you you can find a lot on Amazon. We like to source a lot. I mean, we encourage people, you know, our owners, the new owners too. You know, they want it. They get so excited and they want some cool stuff in their house, and then they start to thinking. I'm like, God, what do you have in your house that you're trying to get rid of now? Like, put some personality into it. Right. It doesn't have to be this you know, big, huge design thing. You can start small, like you're saying, like you can bring in things. Um, but I'm, I'm with you on the Facebook marketplace and things uh, too. And, it's and, time consuming. Yeah. Well, and the, and like even local artisans, you know, it's, here's an idea. I'll give you guys this idea. I've, I've heard of, and I've seen it. Um, local artists or local furniture makers, local, anybody that you find things that are relevant to your Airbnb, Put them in the unit and put them, put it, plug them in, plug them, you know, put their logo or something on your marketing and let them, you know, advertise through you. You might get it for free or dirt cheap because you're helping your, you know, your local artisan. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Put them on yeah. display. Yeah. That's another way to do it. Another question I was going to ask you guys, have people go in there and they buy older houses that are kind of dated and stuff. And what kind of suggestions do you have for them? You're gonna need a deep clean first of all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need to get your floors shiny and your windows washed. Um, I think it's the same as far as furnishings. I don't think it's you know I don't think I would give any tips to owners of you know homes built in the '50s than you know built this year. Uh, it's, it's really it, it's really about the experience. You know what kind of experience you're trying to give them. Right. What do you who who is your client like or your guest like who is your ideal guest? Who do you think you're going to get in here? Do you right. know? You know what are they going to want? Those are the things that we need to think about is being a little bit more guest centric rather than the business owner. You know what right. I mean? What is the guest going to want? But have you seen like houses that are like so dated? I mean, they need like, do you tell them, Hey, you need new countertops or you need new cabinets or you need to take this wallpaper off. I mean, is there things like that you come across? We've been to a few places that are older. Fortunately, we've, I mean, most of the, most of the work that we've done has been for a lot of newer places because Nashville is just growing through this, you know, huge explosion of new builds and tearing everything down. Mm -hmm. But I mean, our own, our own places as well. Uh, yeah, it was, Put up some paint, you know, just basically cosmetic stuff. But if it's clearly dilapidated or it needs to be changed and it's not going to show well, you're not going to get the money for it. You need to tell them, and you need to be honest about that too. Yeah, um, not every home, not every older home is going to qualify to be an Airbnb. But if they're in love with the idea, you know, if we think that they're an ideal client, then you know, maybe, I, maybe some remodeling stuff if you have it in your budget. If you're that passionate about turning that house into an Airbnb and you want to put some money into it, then go get a HELOC. Let's do this, you know? Um, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't, you know, it's just, it, it could be there again, just kind of starting from, um, from the bottom and, you know, not doing too much with it. See if it, see if you have proof of concept first before you go, go crazy on Amazon. This is where we like to educate people as well, because I think if you educate them from this early stage, whether it's a newer home or an older home, they start to get an idea of what it's truly going to cost. Take them through some of your nicer places, take them through some of the others, kind of show them a breakdown, and then from there, they'll kind of get an idea. Oh, maybe I need to come up with 20 grand to make this work. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah. And that might dissuade them or it might, you know, interest them a lot more to go a little bit further. Right. Do I like want, that. Do they want yeah. to compete or do they want to be their own? Do they want to compete? That transparency is true. 
Yeah. Keep it a hundred with him. Like, look, bro, this is about to come in on the low end. You got to <laughs> up, up in here. You know, I like that. <laughs> I'd rather be honest, you know, right from the beginning. And, you know, if our expectations uh, or sorry, their expectations are, you know, high at the beginning and, and um, we don't meet that, that's not a good look all the time, you know? Yeah. We're trying to keep a brand as well. So right. it's okay to say no sometimes for us. It is okay. So y'all, y'all both Filipinos? No, I'm Filipino American. Okay. I'm Persian American. Okay, cool. Not you... <laughs> 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 people talk talk Spanish to you all the time, right? All the time. Tell <laughs> <laughs> by the accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So important question: Have y'all both or one of y'all tried balut? No, I will. No, oh, that's funny. No, that's disgusting. Okay, tell tell your listeners what that is. Now, now, what I what I've seen on only on TV. I do have Filipino friends that, that claim they love it, but um, but it's like uh, they they open this egg and there's like a like a half formed chicken in there and they eat the little chicken you know raw like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or 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 I don't know, cook somehow it's maybe. Pickled. pickled is it pickled? And they yeah. just eat this little bitty baby chick that half developed in an egg, and they, they yeah. think it's a delicacy. Yeah, eyes, beak, all, of it. <laughs> all of it, everything, all of it. You can see its veins. Like what? no, Americans yeah. eat that every morning. It just ain't that developed. <laughs> it's not that developed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> earlier stage of that cycle. Yeah, really, it's really, really good for you. Yeah, you know, sure all protein. So. But, but other than that, um, you, you you can cook some pretty good Filipino food. Yes. And Persian. Oh, nice. And Persian. And Persian. Oh, nice, nice. I got my tadik on point. <laughs> very, very important in the Persian community. So when, since you're Filipino-American, have you outsourced anything over to the Philippines yet? I'm going to do that tomorrow at one o'clock central time. Actually, Upwork has got me hooked up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everything I'm, we do is ran through the Philippines. Really? It is. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. Everything I do, like podcasts and all that, ran through the Philippines. Nice. Oh, that's what you're saying. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it. I've uh, been able to communicate really great, you know, uh, so far with the people that I've I've hired. Um, so I'm just I've actually okay. So I'm paying $5 an hour, right? That's what their pay rate is. Um, okay. So I was like, okay, well, I can afford that times two. That's cool. I can do this. So what I did is I put together this list of things like I need help scheduling. That's like, it's such a time suck for me every day scheduling our people. So I'm like, I got to fix this. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put all these things down. What I'm going to do, they don't know I'm going to do it. I'm going to pit them against each other and see which one is quicker. <laughs> and which one has the best response time and you know can chat with our uh contractors if needed you know that has that has everything that we're going to need so uh maybe that's my staffing background but i want to see who works (laughs) see and and see if you said your staffing background see now i got some questions so all right your your hiring process like to be exact and thorough with them like the small tasks you're giving them how are you going about hiring them? What, what, what are your, what's your criteria for hiring? That is good. Um, first off, I, I really drill them with questions, like in-depth questions, like serious, you know, uh, how-to questions. Um, but I'm also kind of feeling their, 
because the, we're contractors. Uh, you're not an employee with us, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't really need to tell you, feel like I need to tell you what to do all the time. You know, I'm making sure that you've got reliable transportation. I ask them like, what's, you know, what's your, how many days a week, all that stuff regular. Um, but when we get through the process and I feel like just them as a person uh, works and they, they, they put in some time with us a couple of weeks and I want to kind of get to know why they're doing what they do. You know, um, I asked them, what are you trying to accomplish by the end of the year? What is it? What do you want? How can I help you get there? See, I need you to be my uh, Philippines hiring manager. How much you charge an hour? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have it like, that's my thing. I mean, I have a really good VA, but I think I got them on accident, not on purpose, like how you probably hiring someone and getting them really good. I mean, I, I send, <laughs> mine's so easy. I, I send like this entire thing, my job responsibility as I want. So pretty much you could come in and say, yeah, I know how to do that. But I'm not good at getting in depth, like your work and all that. See, I need, I need training on that. I got you. I got okay. you. Because I'm, I'm good. Like I, I got a good one, but you're probably going to have a better one because of your hiring process. Now, this is more or less with our cleaners. Like, I, I've not yet to actually work with VAs yet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's actually start tomorrow. But with our cleaners, you know, it's really important. And another thing that I say, and this is really, really important when you have people that are working with you, I say with you, not for you, uh, like on a weekly basis, you know, is I'm straight up with people. I'm like, look, we're going to be friends. We're going to have two relationships. We're gonna be friends and we're gonna be business partners. We don't have time to be chatty Cathy's while we're making beds, okay? We don't have time for that. Put your game face on. This is this is time to work. But after work, we go have drinks, coffee, whatever. We'll hang out, we'll talk shop, you know, or we'll talk the talk. But when it's time to work, that's a different. If you so for me, if you can communicate, if you can um, if you can live like that you know, uh, with this business and then know that the personal is outside, then you're going to do really well because we're at a time crunch. Look, I say we had 20 some properties last weekend, you know, one day we don't have time for it. So, but I, I still care. Uh, so that's important. Um, what are some other things? Our cleaners, they bring their own, uh, own cleaning supplies too. Um, and floor supplies and things like that. So, you know, they, I believe that, their starting pay is well enough for them to be able to afford that. See, y'all have some really good systems I need to get better at. Like, you know, you're, you're friends with them and stuff. I'm, uh, I'm like my VAs. I'm real cool with them because I don't have to talk to them. I just talk to them through chat or something because I'm, really, <laughs> I'm a real live introvert. Uh, so, like, I need to get good at that. Like, I kind of have that Bill Belichick thing. Like, I'm just going to use you for what you're worth and then bring the next guy in. So, I need to work on that. So, yeah, I definitely need to be talking to you in the future. Good setup. And there's a fine line too, you know. Um, you, there is. There's just a, a fine line. You just have to figure it out with people. So we're still. This is a people business at the end of the day. It is. It is. Our people care about our guests. Like our team members, they really care about our guests. You know, like what can we be doing different? What systems can you know? What can we tweak? Uh, there's it's not just a job. It's not like you know. And like I said, we're, I mean, we're trying to get to end goals here for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the guests are going to come and they're going to go and we're going to turn the units exactly the same every time. But what is that 
energy going to get you at the end of the year? Wow. I like it. I like it. Dude, I, yeah. I, got to, I got to sit down and hire you guys for like an hour <laughs> of your time. I'm changing my life over here. We got them right now, an hour of their time. Ask them all you want. <laughs> In depth. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but that's, but yeah, I like that. You guys are, you guys are killing it. I love it. All right. We, we have to tackle um, smart homes, PJ. Oh, yeah. And so, yes. so tell us, tell us all about what you use, why you use it and why it's so important. Sure. So, um, I guess we'll just start with why we use smart home stuff. And I think the most important thing from a property management perspective and an owner's perspective is saving costs, saving money, but also having the ability to check on your investment and make sure that um, extra people aren't staying over in your place when you've only allowed four guests and they have eight people in there having a party, um, whether it's using noise aware. <laughs> <laughs> to, to check that um, smart locks, you know, I, I like slash connect. Uh, locks to um, to automate that process because you can use third-party companies that are expensive or you can go and find some software that you can install yourself and do it yourself but it allows the owners as an example to kind of go in and check themselves too and it gives some accountability one to yourself and to your team that are working there uh, and um, so it's a bit of an HR tool and yeah it gives the owners the sense of they're in control of everything too and I think I think most people that have you know one or two properties like that um so from that perspective uh, slage locks are great um what else have we got here Ecobee. Huh? well ecobee yes Ness. i was a huge fan of nest for a while but since nest kind of tightened down and went google only um we've been using ecobee which i find really great as well now that it integrates or has alexa uh, as part of it the ecobee four and five so you can use alexa which we do um to to uh, do everything from the guidebook, you know, instructions, virtual, um, concierge. virtual concierge is the program that you use with that. Um, turn it on and off the lights, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of home automation that you can do with it. No, no, real quick. Cool. See, I'm I'm kind of, I'm a no, la, la, la. I'm kind of a novice <laughs> at the home um, smart home stuff. Yes. So, uh, and people, you know, I just barely got this, like, you know, little Google Home thing, whatever. They, they gave it to me free because I had um, Spotify. It's, it's kind of cool. But is, is, is there things you can do, like, with that stuff, like, set it up? Like, all these questions that you could think a, a guest could ask, could they ask one of these smart things? Hey, uh, where are the blah, 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 blah? And it could answer th- answer your question absolutely that's one of the biggest tools for us is that virtual concierge and i suggest i'll I'll send you guys a link um because they're their own company and they they have made alexa and the um the the hosting business so much easier and less time consuming when it comes to having to chat about these little things like what's the wi-fi password where is this or where is that or reporting damages and needing to get in touch with somebody alexa can call me from alexa and let me know or i can speak to the guests only when they need to. So it's kind of going through the system, you know, like, do you need this? No. Okay. Give them this information. Um, and it's really neat. It yeah. really is. Um, it's very time consuming on the front end though, because you have to teach Alexa. So if there's every home has, you know, I mean, there's a lot of standard things, but then there's some, you know, where is the, you know, the lock box if you, you right. know, for whatever reason your code doesn't work or, I mean, it can introduce you, depending on the, the smart home stuff you have, you can also set up your scenarios and scenes where it'll greet you as soon as you walk in the door based mm-hmm. on the lock 
starting your reservation, which is pulling information from your calendar, you know? Oh, so-and-so is coming in at 4.30. If the lot goes between 4.30 and when, this is who you need to introduce yourself to. And then it's going to ask you, what, what would you like to hear? Would you like the Wi-Fi? Do you want the check instructions? Do you check out instructions? All that stuff. That is amazing. It's even hooked up to Yelp. Yeah. So, so <laughs> somebody says, hey, where's the nearest bar near me? Or where's, where's the best Italian? It's going to tell you. That so is it, awesome. Yeah. It saves a lot of time. Um, so so have, you gotten, like, have you gotten like rave reviews from guests for these things? We have. And that's kind of been our point of difference with a lot of other Airbnbs is that we have this ability to, to first of all, have a smart home. Because people think it's kind of cool if they don't have one at home, you know, to say, turn on the lights or turn on the fire TV or this and that. Um, and so that's the point of difference. And, and as to the guest, guest experience, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty neat. Well, and then also, I mean, I think it's important, like you said, protecting the investment. You know, I mean, there's ways that, you know, you set up the Ecobees that can sense um, movement, temperature. What else do they sense? Yeah, so movement, temperature. I mean, again, just for cost savings. Yeah. If there's nobody in the house, which a lot of people, I mean, I'm guilty of this myself, and I've been somewhere I leave something on because, hey, it's not my house, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so sometimes if it doesn't sense a person is in the room for a certain amount of time, it might um, turn the air conditioning up or down or, you know, oh, that's so uh, turn, the, or turn the lights off. Based on checkout and check-in yeah. times as and well. and check-in and check-out times, right. It pays for itself then. Oh, that definitely. It does. Definitely. Um, Smart Things is the uh, hub that kind of ties everything together. Um, and it's very, uh, it's probably one of the least expensive hubs and probably the best working ones that I've used. And, you know, we've been through a few different ones to, to kind of see what works the best with as many different products. And really what we're using now is about two or three years worth of trial and error. And, um, yeah, I think we're pretty happy with that. So Slage locks, smart things, hubs, and their sensors. Um, we've just started using noise aware for our, um, you know, noise control and, and checking on that stuff. Right. Uh, we use Alexa Echo, the second generation speakers. And there's a dual reason for that. One, most people want to have some sort of music, but we don't want to put bigger speakers or sound bars in there because it's going to cause a lot uh, more noise or people are going to turn it up too loud. Whereas we know that there's going to be a level that they can turn it up to that should be all right, should be reasonable. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else we have. Uh, just looking at all the boxes full of stuff. You got a, you got a ring? Smart switches. Oh, and yes. And the rings, yeah. Rings, those are essential. Uh, ring doorbells is what I prefer I prefer because you can catch everybody coming in. Um, uh, we use extenders as well, depending on how good a connection you have in the home. A lot of the homes here at the moment are three and four stories. So we're finding that we're having to put a, a bit more than just your little small uh, TP-Link extender. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the switches. Oh, smart switches too. So I started with the light bulbs because those are cool because of the different colors, right? You just plug it into the lamp. But they're so much more expensive when you have to do a whole house full of them. And most of the newer houses are using the halo lights. Mm -hmm. So um, to have a switch that can control the whole house or, you know, certain groups of the house has been a lot more effective and cost effective as well. And you just put them on over the... Um, of the existing, uh, yeah. it doesn't need any like extra, extra. You can do it yourself. So one question I have about the Slade locks. Yes. Aren't they only Bluetooth? No. So there's three different types. There's the okay. connect, which is a uh, Wi-Fi. There's the sense and the uh, touch, the touch and the sense were Bluetooth. And I think one was not strictly Wi-Fi. 
to, to really use this, this sledge lock, the connect one, you have to use um, SmartThings or its own hub. And uh, the SmartThings hub is really, again, the, the heart and the brain of, of all of the smart home connected stuff that we use. The, does it integrate with Airbnb and the rest of the apps? So the apps, it doesn't specifically, you have to use a third party app, which is one that I've, uh, I've kind of found. It's called Rboys. And if you can copy and paste programming code, <laughs> you, you can pretty much save yourself a lot of money. Um, and it can do that. And it pulls from your calendar automatically um, and will automate, automate your check-ins and checkouts and codes. And, yeah. Wait a minute. I think I have Mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> you might be necessary for one a project that I'm working on. You, you, you're, you're a coder. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've worked in healthcare IT, but again, you don't need to code. Like that's what I'm saying is if you know how to copy and paste the code that they give you and where to put it, that's all you need. It's that simple. Are you familiar with data scraping? Yes. Do you know how to do it? Uh, I know how to do it personally, but I've set up little programs to do it for stuff like uh, flights and that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be sending you an email. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice so so do the um like the owners mm -hmm. do they they get uh they get to look at the cameras too or do you give them like a absolutely yeah totally absolutely. we want that we want them to be our extra eyes right i mean they don't like the notifications all the time especially for instance i'm doing a, a the 12 units that we're looking to do the property management as well i'm doing their full smart home setup and for them to to kind of create that dashboard for them or one place alexa and smart things are the two, but Alexa can do everything that smart things does. It can also Here's do that dashboard. Found on the web. <laughs> 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 Alexa, she is. Stop. Yeah, it's the first time we've interviewed an Alexa. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and since they've actually brought out the Alexa, um, uh, the screens, Echo Show and Echo, um, yeah, the Echo Show five and eight, I've started using those because it also gives you the visual. And people like a visual when you're asking about where things are or show me the top places for X, Y, and Z. Um, that's, yeah, that's been very useful. That's next level, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been waiting. I think we've talked about it in the past, like the Airbnb smart home game and where it's going. It looks like you guys have already hopped on it, man. Thinking for the future. Yeah, I think it's for cost savings, really. But yeah, it's been nice to learn, learn. All yeah. the modern day Jetsons over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this has been a great interview, uh, man. We, yeah, we've been we covered a lot of things. Is there is there something you'd like to tell like our um, listeners, like uh, a special a special tip from from Gina and PJ that I don't know if they're thinking about getting into Airbnb or, or doing it or what's like a good tip that you can give them? I don't know if that's a vague question, but yeah, something that something particularly no. for them. Find a strategy, do some research, but don't have analysis paralysis, you know, figure out which system works for you and Airbnb, whether it's arbitrage, if you can find a deal, you know, or buying or house hacking, get a duplex like we did, figure out a strategy and just kind of, you know, start small and scale. See if you like it first, right. but start it. You're listening to this podcast. You're somewhat interested in Airbnb. You know, connect yourself with other locals in the area that might be doing the same thing too to help give you advice or steer you in the right direction. Um, you know, I think that's a really big yeah part of it. And I'd say also keep in mind there's more business opportunity to Airbnb than just opening up your home for people to stay. You might find that some of the passions that you have, like 
for instance, us helping people and being hospitable uh, can be money-making opportunities as well. You never know where it's going to go. Just be open to it because it's hot right now. You might solve really a problem, hot. become a millionaire solving a problem doing it because you found yeah. you're really annoyed at X doing something, you know, and <laughs> you found a great solution for it. Right. So, awesome. Dude, that, that yeah. is some of the best advice, especially the part you guys said. If just by simply doing it, you will find, might find something else that sparks your interest. You might find a hidden strength you didn't know you had. Right. That's, that's one thing I did. I found out I'm really good at creating systems and automating things. And I can do it. I've done to help people who don't even do Airbnb automate a system in their business. So definitely hop into it, guys. It's that, that, that was golden information right there. You don't know it yet until you start. But that was That's right. Yep. Take a step. Just do it. You can always sell your stuff on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. I actually discovered the automation, funnily enough, through using Zapier. And I stumbled upon Zapier. What's Zapier? So Zapier is, How do you not know that? So, you need so, to know so, Zapier, so systems Zapier, guy. Yeah, so Zapier is a, uh, is a software system that allows you to automate any of your workflow. From is it okay? I want I want yeah, this. This was mind blowing when I found it because I was doing chatbots at the time, just exploring those. And Z A P I E R. Zapier. And I mean, what this will do is it uses the API from every um, uh, different software you use, whether it's Airbnb or everybody's on there. You would be surprised at how many companies use it, and it, you can set up your parameters based on what you want it to do. So if I want it, when I get a um, an email and I want to parse this information from it. I need you to stick that into a spreadsheet. I need you to take that from the spreadsheet and put it into this. You can set it up. It's really mind blowing. Wait a minute. It can get into APIs. Oh yes. It's already pre-set up for you. You just got to just go and select what you want. It's so easy. Yeah. I almost started a business around it because like, this is where I think automation is going to go, especially for small and medium business. Wow. I mean, man, I got some stuff. Man, man, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> you got to interview more tech people like me. I'm a techie, so I like stuff like that. I love it. Okay. I'll talk to you offline a little bit. Send me an email. I'll show you some oh, stuff. yeah, definitely. Okay. Zipi. Okay. But well, yeah, Steve, any closing thoughts? Man, this has been an amazing interview. I'm, I'm glad that Gina reached out and was dogging on my um, audio skills. No problem. So <laughs> <laughs> landed us a great couple guests out of that. This is yeah. awesome. And um, yeah, we look forward to connecting with y'all again in the future when y'all are like, you know, Airbnb millionaires, which uh, will be pretty soon, right? You guys, when you're Airbnb millionaires, yeah. <laughs> going for it. We're going for it. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. No, thank, thank you, you so much. On. With all, yeah. all that information, thank you for coming on. For sure. Yeah, Gina, if we have any more audio difficulties, yeah, definitely hit 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 up Steve. I got you. Right? I got you. <laughs> you got to go on the DJ podcast for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we can send it to DJ. Oh yeah, we can send it to PJ to DJ. <laughs> all right, guys. Pleasure to speak with you. Pleasure. All right. Take care. Thank Bye. you. And that right. was Gina and PJ Asani and um great guests and great interview and yeah man any what do you anything to add micah man man that's a, that was a great interview we learned a lot i'll definitely be sending them some emails but to take us out if you're ready to get your health and fitness game together be sure to follow mahogany artists on ig for all your fitness and nutritional needs be sure to follow live let thrive on ig facebook twitter youtube subscribe on apple Podcasts. subscribe on youtube wherever you listen to podcasts we appreciate the love Thank Leave us some reviews, please. Yeah, reviews yeah. are golden. 
Yes, please leave us reviews. Uh, nothing about the audio, just email us about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all for being listeners, and LLT is out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.